Hello and welcome. You're listening to Then Again, What Do We Know? A podcast that's all about exploring the human experience from an unofficial point of view. Your hosts are Mer Monson and Brianne Griebel, that's me, and we hope you'll sit back, relax, and just ponder what we're talking about. As we explore new ways of looking at life, we're hoping that you will do the same. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Then Again, What Do We Know? No, what do I, yeah, is that the name of the podcast? <laughs> I was like going to say, what do I know? And then I was like, just wait, once, wait, Brianne, wait. just once ah, we have Jesus. to do it professionally. Jesus, uh, I'm sorry, dear listener. Uh, I Sometimes I blink out in the most inconvenient moments. But here we are, being, being human and sitting in our weirdness. Then again, what do we know? I'm Brianne Griebel, <laughs> and with me is Mer Monson. Hi, Mer. Hello. Um, so we are uh, we're going to talk about discomfort, and uh, the the thing that there, well, there's so many things that um, reasons why I feel like this is personally a good topic for um, right now. One of the reasons is so um, if you are one of the people. Um, who follow us on a somewhat regular basis. Hi, first of all, what's up? Thanks for checking us out every time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you may have noticed that uh, we did, we skipped an episode last week and actually we, we have um, Mer, I think we're going to release this episode next. Yeah, uh, I think so too. Yeah. We have a few, ep- we've got that. like two or three episodes already in the can and we, we just released them, you know, uh, but I was sitting down to edit the episode that was supposed to go up last week, and it just wasn't jiving with me. There's nothing wrong with the episode, but um, this would be uh, the Thursday after um, a lot of the protests across the nation and actually across the world um, against um, police brutality and after the killing of George Floyd and, um, of course, just one of many. Um, and the the tone of the podcast just didn't just I couldn't even listen to us without just feeling a disconnect I'm like this I'm not in this place <laughs> after absorbing so much of what's going on in the country and and hearing so many voices and I think hearing things that I knew about intellectually and could agree with of like yeah there's a lot of stuff going wrong um, but I'm hearing them from a different place now and it's and, I, and ultimately, I think it's a good thing. But I've been very uncomfortable uh, the last, what, week, 10 days, however long it's been. Um, and I've been sitting with that. And, and that's why uh, I was like, I think it's a good topic to explore. Discomfort in general. Because, um, yeah, I'm feeling quite uncomfortable. <laughs> And I'm not worried about that. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. And that's, I feel like, maybe a good place to start. Of Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, I just I was just going to say, I think it's, it, it feels like a perfect entry point into what's happening in the world where we might be able to explore something that's helpful. Um. First of all, just to me and you, 
but <laughs> then yeah. to, to whoever's listening. And uh, as you were introducing, I realized, you know, my most of my personal experience around discomfort has to do in the realm of physical pain. So I think I think this will be fun to to explore it. Yeah. In general, you know, from from a zoomed out place. Yeah, and I'm beginning like there in many ways um I am comfortable with being uncomfortable. I think, you know, I mentioned in a previous episode I was uh, I tried my hand at, at stand-up comedy for a hot minute. Um and I think one of the things that made me just able to do that is I'm I'm pretty comfortable inside of my own embarrassment. Like when we started this episode. <laughs> like up for example. Up, like I don't, <laughs> for example, 4 minutes ago when we hit record. <laughs> um like oh made a mistake or oh that didn't go how I expected or, or it's not that I don't feel like embarrassed it's just I just don't care about my own embarrassment <laughs> um which is like on the, the 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 lighter end of the spectrum of what I've been feeling I've been feeling very like an identity crisis type of discomfort off and on over the last week or so like just feeling like I am not me. I don't know who I am. I don't know who I'm supposed to be. I don't know how I'm supposed to be. I don't know how to best be of service to my fellow man. Um, and I, I, you know, that, but you know, the interesting that hasn't stopped me from doing stuff. (laughs) Hmm. Um, it's, it's been quite interesting in recognizing like, well, if I don't know who I am, like, and, and not, like at going a, at a crazy kind of a level of just like, I, I'm not sure what's best. I don't know what's right. I don't know what point of view to take. Um, it's actually been fairly easy for me to just deeply listen to somebody else. Cause I just can't trust myself. Obviously I can't cause I don't have, I'm asking all these questions. Who am I? What am I doing? What's right? What's wrong? Um, so because I don't care about that, I've been just listening to other people and doing what they want me to do without having a whole lot more else on it. You know, I've been following a a lot of black women, for example, on social media for a while. And they're just saying, you you know, white women, you need to do this. You need to start doing this. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) you got it. (laughs) Without having to like put up any defense. I don't have any defenses right now. So that's, and that's, you know what? That's what's uncomfortable. What do you mean? We are so used to walking around with an identity, whether you would say it that or that way or not, with our points of view, with our opinions, with our view of the world, our ideas of what's best, what's right, what's wrong, um, how I need to live, what's happening in the world. We're used to walking around like with that thing kind of as a buffer between us and everybody else. And so long as our kind of idea shield <laughs> is somewhat similar to somebody else's, um, you can kind of get along. Like the, the 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 force fields kind of don't hit each other; they don't bump up against each other. Um, but I've just found myself in in um, at times over the last week to ten days or so 
just with no force field, no, like just going, I truly do not know. And I don't know brings down all of the the force field, brings down the entire shield. And now you're just raw living in the world. Has there been a a gift in living without the shield? Listening without the shield? To put a word to it, gift gift works. Um, For what's on offer when we do that, I guess, maybe more of what I'm asking. It's interesting. The less of me that is there, the more connected I feel to people. And that includes connecting to their pain. Uh, And I think for me, especially when it, you know, just to keep it on point of what we're dealing with in the country right now, I was certainly aware of um, racism and behaviors and mindsets and systems that have been in place in our country that um, make it harder for some people um, just because of our history and what's been passed down to us and how we created the country and certainly aware of all that, of course, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, Uh, but I feel like for the, maybe for the first time, I'm hearing other people saying how that's affected them without trying to correct them or, um, gosh, what have I done that didn't allow me to hear it? Like just assuming, well, yeah, oh man, that really does suck. But you know, what can I do? You know, shrug and then go about my own life. Uh, you know, um, like, without arguing bullet points or um, just just fully taking on somebody else's point of view as much as possible, like being in their shoes, like truly being in their shoes without having them to justify their pain or explain it or like just taking everything that they see in the world as face value. And I think it can be really easy for us to look at another human being Especially, you know, and I think this is like for me, like in the spiritual world, you know, look at somebody else and like, go like, oh, wow, that really sucks. But you just need to see things this way and that will help you. Whatever this Mm. way is, you just need to see it this. If you, person who hurts, could just see it this way, um, you can get out of this pain. Um, whether that's you need to see my point of view and how the, what the problem is, or you need to just see this the spiritual side of things, and I'm just like that. Like even just saying that out loud feels gross to me right now, mm-hmm. um, because yeah, that's, that's it's just not. It's you're say, you're 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 allowing yourself to say to stay safe inside of what you feel comfortable with, and I get it. Like we 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 try so hard to stay comfortable. We bend over backwards the mind tricks we do to ourselves in in the name of staying comfortable. It 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 not only hurts us, it hurts other people. Not deliberately, not intentionally. 
It's just that's the collateral damage. I'm beginning, okay, to go back to the question of the gift, I'm beginning to see how incredibly powerful it is to be uncomfortable. (sighs) Like we shy away from discomfort and I'm like, oh man, running into it while temporarily sucks. Whenever, whenever like the discomfort clears up, there's usually something else to see that was more valuable than what you saw before. So I'm getting curious, is the feeling of dis- discomfort just my mind's reorganization? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like it, is it just a side effect of things rearranging themselves? Um, in a pattern that's more aligned with truth. I get, and I and I, I hear beneath your words, like just just you know what if what if we don't have to be afraid of discomfort? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Possible. Yeah, it's like I, before we hit record, I was telling you about all the stuff I kind of been feeling, and I was like, you know, it's interesting. There's been tw- two times in my life where I have had what I would call. Um, I don't know, an identity crisis or, um, an existential crisis. (laughs) Um, and this, it has at times felt like the beginning stages of that, like very similar. And so I've been kind of like, I wouldn't say bracing myself, but like just kind of going, okay, this could go here. It comes. This could go there again. (laughs) Um, but finding myself so surprised of not, panicking about that. Like it's, it's it's absolutely uncomfortable, so uncomfortable. But at the same time, it's just kind of like, part of me goes like, this is a process and this is a stage in a process. It's like evolution in the physical world sometimes is really chaotic. Yes. Like, like, Islands, you know, volcanoes exploding and massive, you know, quote unquote destruction. And then, then there's an island at some point. <laughs> right, right. I, I remember this, just this memory is coming back to me of um, a time when I, I came up against a whole bunch of things that were very, very uncomfortable for me. Um, <laughs> and in all in the course of a day. And they were all around um, religion and me and God and my family. I mean, they just, it was almost like they got teed up. Mm. (laughs) And I went to bed that night and I woke up in the middle of the night just bawling. I mean, it wasn't even like, I'm going to ball now. It was just an explosion. Mm. No doubt. couldn't even think about it. I wasn't even thinking about it. It was just, it was an explosion. And about 10 Kleenexes in. (laughs) (laughs) I like that's the unit of measurement. (laughs) I, for whatever reason, I glimpsed from behind myself, (laughs) from without side of me. Oh my gosh, this is not personal. Like something is working itself out. Mm. And I, I'm just the space it's working itself out in. Mm-hmm. And it, it took on a very, very different quality. It was still very uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But it, it 
like you're talking about, I could just sense this is just how things get rearranged. There's debris. Mm -hmm. There's lava. And yeah, when you're standing in a certain place, it can look wrong and it needs to be fixed and it needs to be changed. And we need to get out our idea shields to make it go away. But from that other place, not only can we can we be sitting in a pocket of peace, even in the discomfort, but we're available to hear without that shield. We're available to, to take it in. We're available to to shift and grow and change and see something new and expand our ability and our capability and our understanding. And then how much more able are we from that place to, to allow change, to be a catalyst, to, to not be someone that's in the way, mm-hmm. but to be someone that the change can happen through. Yeah, I do notice the more comfortable I get with being uncomfortable, the better listener I am, the better receiver I am. Yeah. You know what? It's kind of, that's kind of metaphorically, of course, discomfort to me is it's almost like my broadcast mode starts like somebody's cutting the signal and I'm so used to that signal. I am so used to projecting or expressing or just outwardly pushing my ideas, my philosophies, my identity, like anything that like, I'm so used to just being on broadcast things going outward that it's like life is just kind of cut the signal on broadcast. (laughs) And it's like, okay, you need to receive now, but I'm so used to broadcasting. I feel like that's more of the uncomfortable feeling. Like I am not pushing outward on the shield, trying to keep it up. (laughs) That's the Mm -hmm. feeling I'm used to. Um, so it's not that the feeling is wrong. It's just, it's kind of like, um, (laughs) have you ever done that fun little experiment? Like when you hold your arm out and somebody pushes down on it. So you're trying to keep your arm up while they're pushing down and you do that for, I don't know how, like 30 seconds or a minute or something. And then they stop pushing, but you can't stop your arm from going up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Do you remember doing that? Like we did that at like a science class or something, like a biology class or something. It's like that. I'm like, this is not me. I'm not moving it, but it's still going. This is uncomfortable. It's like, it's disorienting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great image. <laughs> um, it, it's, you know, it's, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just, I was just noticing how when, when the discomfort becomes less of a problem, because I'm, I'm noticing how much we make the whole thing about the discomfort mm. as if that's the issue. Mm. But when, but when that can fade into the background and become less relevant, more irrelevant, less of a problem, like how much is available to us from that place? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's where all the juice is at. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's where the the flow of life can be at full force, is is what I'm seeing. um, There's nothing damming it up. (laughs) 
Well, it, it, to go back to the metaphor I used before we hit record, um, I was talking about how I, I, for the last several weeks, this, this feeling has kind of been building um, with various different things. And I was saying like, man, I feel like I'm just trying to, I'm drinking from a fire hose right now. Uh, and then a week ago, it's like, oh, somebody actually like ran over the fire hydrant and my face is right where the fire hydrant was. Face plant. <laughs> just like full pressure, like water just pummeling my face. Um, but it also, in a way, it, it does feel cleansing as well. Mm, yeah. It's like, like, I feel like I'm getting sandblasted, um, which on the surface is very painful, but reveals something fresh and shiny and new. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really glimpsing how we're not the ones that do that. We just become willing to participate. What do you think that willingness is? Because it doesn't ever look like I make that decision. It's just like life thrusts me in those positions and goes, you're going to deal with this now. <laughs> so what what do you think that? Well, oh, I, I don't know, that. first of all. Yeah, well, yeah right. <laughs> As we usually with. always come back to. <laughs> yeah. But I, the one thing I'm seeing is that there's a moment I, I guess you could call it a, a moment of seeing enough that we're willing to step from a position of coping to a position of mm, being willing to be impacted, being, you know, putting the shield down. Like we sense that there's something else on offer if we're willing to be with the discussion. Okay, so my, my best touch point for this in the moment is physical pain. And I it's just recently really sunk in and occurred to me that what if the pain isn't the problem? Like I've actually seen that in a way that I haven't before. What if it's a portal? What if it's an invitation? And and I it it just looks to me like our own personal version of discomfort. What if it's an invitation? What if it's a portal? I mean, we talk so much. We talk so much in our world about how feelings are just the reflection of your thinking, and you don't need to worry about them, and they're not relevant, and. And I'm not saying the content of your discomfort is is important. I'm not saying the invitation is in whatever specific flavor of tornado is in your face. <laughs> but I'm saying... I want a bubblegum flavored tornado. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> like beneath it, um, beyond it, on the other side of it, around the edges of it, there there's an invitation to, to look through it rather than at it. I don't know if that makes any sense. I, I mean, I, I get enough of an idea that I, I, something opens up for me in that. Um, the idea of, of 
discomfort as an invitation. You know, the thing that makes that I love about that so much is then it makes the comfort not an en- a discomfort, an enemy you need to fight against. Right. It's just the only way that life could, it's, it, it's like life is like, I, I've done, I have so many things here on offer that for whatever reason you're not seeing. So maybe discomfort, maybe that's the way I help you see something else. Well, yeah. And it really looks like it's specialized to me. Like life says, yeah. I know that this particular kind of discomfort will Ooh. get your attention. Ooh, I got goosebumps when I thought about that. Yeah. And so we, and it's so human and I've done it for years and years and years of just, oh my gosh, I'm uncomfortable. Something's wrong. I need to fix it. Yeah. Or numb it. You know, and, and, or numb, yeah, the coping. I'm in the coping. I'm in the dealing with it or figuring out how to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just another possibility. What if it isn't that? What if it isn't outside how life's supposed to be? You know, what, what if it's just a, a genuine invite? That really changes the entire tone of life. Mm, say more. Um, well, I'm kind of blending. I've been, um, there's a, a poet and a philosopher named David White, who I've really started getting into lately. It was um, a friend introduced me to his work. Um, and he, what he, he said, he has this great TED talk about, um, how he talks about his work. He's like, I'm interested in having conversations about the realities of life. And he, metaphorically, he's like, life is constantly in conversation with us, not in argument, not in forcing, but, but in conversation. And he's like, Everything in existence, and I'm paraphrasing his words and putting into my own, but everything in existence is in conversation with us. That, but, but mostly what we're in conversation with is ourselves. <laughs> mm, like, I love that. We are in an echo chamber of our own mind. <laughs> of We are talking to ourselves, arguing with ourselves, and sometimes that goes to other people, right? But still, it's like this weird echo chamber. And he expands it out. And he's like, you know, if you're on receive mode, he's like, you can have conversations. And of course, he's using conversation metaphorically. He's like, with the wind at the top of the trees, when it blows on a summer day and the temperature is just right. That's a conversation with everything in life and you. You are together in that moment having a conversation. I love that word. And when I say like, man, that changes the tone of everything, you know, I'm also, you know, we can look at all of what's going wrong in the world or feels like it's going wrong. And it's not that it's not like you can look at like real big stuff, environmental crisis, like global, um, you know, economic collapse or in like, like the serious racism problems and all of these big things. And you can look at them at the level you feel the discomfort. And all you can see is just, Oh my God, there are so many problems. There are so many big things, but what if that too 
is life's invitation to be in conversation in a different way. God, that's gorgeous. Like, cause I think about like existence will be fine. <laughs> like all of his existence will, will it, it beyond racism is fine beyond the, um, environmental ecological collapse. Existence is fine. <laughs> um, beyond civilization collapse, you know, if we get that point, it, like existence will be fine, but there's a constant, I love your word invitation beyond the discomfort. It's like the discomfort is just life's way of going like, would you like to talk about it now? <laughs> oh, yes. Brianne, I'm going to cry. <laughs> oh. Would you finally like to talk about it? I don't, I'm so like, uh, I'm of course taking on something that I don't think is true, but it's like, what if, right? What if life is like, I am so sorry. I have to do this to you. I am so sorry. <laughs> It has to be this hard, but there is something I would really love you to see. And if you can see it, it'll fix everything. But I don't know how else to help you see it. So you got to get uncomfortable. You know, I'm so stunned by the, the magnitude of, of life, <laughs> you know, like its capacity to do that how it's holding the whole thing in its hands. Like, and how, and how that's where the safety lies, even in the discomfort, even in the mess. And how it's like, it's never not on offer to look and get in the conversation. You know, we can be in coping mode for thousands of years and life still offering with an outstretched hand. Hey, you want to talk about it? Mm. Mm. Like it doesn't get tired. Mm. And that's available in every second. Yeah. Like no matter how, I mean, I feel like a lot of people finally meet life at that level of a conversation right before they pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like right before their final moments on this earthly plane, no idea what comes after. But you hear stories like, you know, I feel like that's when, you know, so many people need like a terminal diagnosis. Yep. They put the shield down. Yeah. And then and they, they finally actually are look. open. Yeah. To the conversation <laughs> actually... life wants to have, not the conversation they've had their entire life. Yeah. It's a different kind of looking and listening. Yeah. So gosh, in that way, like the death of anything doesn't look like that bad of a. It's just another form of invitation. Yeah. Oof. Mm. Wow. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. This is exactly what I didn't know I needed. <laughs> yep. As usual. Yeah. I love you, Mer. <laughs> I love you too. And thanks for anybody who's been listening. You're part of this conversation too. <laughs> yes. Until next time. Thank you so much for listening. If you have enjoyed this podcast episode, please do share it. We would really appreciate that. Also feel free to leave us a comment or review wherever you may be listening to this. We would love to hear from you. 
You can listen to more episodes and get extra notes at briangrebel.com slash then again. You should also check out Mer's website and learn more about her at mermonson.com. That is it for this episode. Until next time, take care. Take care.